Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Lomax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files. So join along, watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. Hello and welcome back to the X-Files Revisited. We are on to episode 16 of season 5 called Mind's Eye. Are we going to do a little guessing game, Brian? Let's do it. I, do I it. was truly shocked with last week's Travellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be a little bit more conservative with Mind's Eye and go for unlucky 113. 113. Okay, once again, you have estimated slightly high. Oh. It is 121. Ah, that was close enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's <sighs> get into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to give anything away or say anything. Just so, now, yeah, so it's, just... it's not. It's not quite on the uh, insult le- insult level as uh, being worse than Dodd Khan. So no. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Okay. We we kick off the episode with a woman coming home. Uh, she's played by Lily Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, she comes home, and we very quickly start to kind of gather, at least I think anyway, even before we. So there's a re- there's a reveal at the end of this opener where I feel like we've already, I feel like we've already figured it out before we've got there, which is the fact that this woman is blind. Um, nope. No. No. You're not. Oh, right. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Right. Well, <laughs> I thought it was pretty obvious in the way that she kind of puts the ashtray down, and she kind of just the, the way she's moving, the way she kind of moves yeah. her hand, and then she, um, like, I'm not saying I'm not saying obvious in a like, oh, that's such a bad cliched performance, but just mm. just like she puts the ashtray down, she runs her hand a lot and get, and then she smokes, and and she never kind of looks anywhere. She's always looking forward. So to me, I just thought, ah, oh, she's she's blind. Um, but yeah, she sees a murder basically mm-hmm. um, in in her mind's eye. She she has this vision, and uh, we cut from there to police kind of arriving at this hotel, busting through, and they find her there, and she seems to be cleaning the place up. Yeah. Uh, and then it's then that the police officer kind of goes, "Hey, buddy, come and check this freak out. Look, she's blind." <laughs> Yeah, at this point, I kind of realised the woman was blind. Uh, yeah, once they point the fact out, I just felt like the, the way they go about it is just—it's um, a bit. Uh, what's the word? Insensitive, shall we yeah. say? It's like mm-hmm. she stood right there, pal. <laughs> so, how about, hey, lady, uh, are you blind? You know, like at least speak to her. You know, like like she's there, like she's a person a in the room. Throw yeah. something and shout catch. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, he just like talks to his partner. He's like, "Hey, you gotta come see this. Hmm. I think she's blind." And she's like, she's stood right there, dude. She'll be a sensitivity. You expecting the guy to turn up and go, "Ooh, gross." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just. Yeah, but uh, yeah, what do you what do you think of that intro? Uh, really interesting. It, it put me in the frame of reference of the eyes of Laura Mars. Mm. Uh, immediately um, because yeah. of the vision of the killer 
Yeah. There's lots of things that on reflection on this one um, adds more to the episode, I would say. Like, mm. uh, you know, by the time you get to the end, you can understand why she's there cleaning up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at, at the moment, you're just kind of like really curious because I wasn't expecting her to be there. I was just expecting him to right. find a body and things. So right. it adds a good bit of intrigue into this as well. And having a, what I would say is a rather notable actress uh, there as well almost yeah. you know, piqued my interest. Yeah. And, th- and this was quite a get uh, back in the day. Um, yeah. Like, because uh, like once we hit, certainly once we hit season four, the, the, the show was on such, it, it was such a phenomenon, such a cultural mm. phenomenon that you had a lot of like big name actors kind of literally reaching out and saying look anytime you want me on you know so we had jodie foster like you know mm-hmm. we had um who else was it we had we had another big name in season four i can't remember but uh yeah um so yeah lily lily tomlin kind of joins joins the uh the crowd but oh yeah paper hearts yes tom noonan that was it tom yeah noonan, yeah. So, uh, yeah so it was you know it's quite a big get for uh for a TV show, so because uh, it because this is back in the days when movie stars tended to stay separate from TV stars, it was kind of seen as a lesser. Yeah, you were seen as like you were kind of demoting yourself if you went from mm. movies to TV. But this so this was like one probably the first TV show that had movie stars going. Actually, you know what? Couldn't hurt my career to be in that. Yeah, to make an appearance in that. So, um, yeah. So past the opening credits, we have Mulder and Scully getting filled in by Detective Douchebag. Oh, sorry, Detective Pillock. Oh, sorry, Detective Paddock, is it, or something? But uh, See, I, look, gonna... I, I wouldn't put this guy in those same groups with other crappy detectives. I, I think this guy genuinely is okay. I, I, I just I don't <laughs> I think to, to some extent he's worse. Because he's not willing to do his due diligence, he just he he goes for the most obvious kind of piece of evidence. It, it's like he just he just wants a case. He wants to t- tick I, I, the tally and say, "Yeah, solve that one." And it's like, hang on a minute, hang on. There are certain questions here, certain like serious doubts as to the competency of whether this woman could commit a murder. And it's just like you're you're willing to go all in and and just say, "Yep, she did it." And now I want everything to point to it. so. Yeah, just I because think he's, he's, an, he's he's an out of the box thinker, Brian. He's already going sixth sense, sees like a bat, <laughs> <laughs> like, and usually like, they're so uh, demeaning of that. But but I feel I feel like he's he's the he's the swing. So if you've got Mulder in the middle, right? Yeah. Then at one end of the pendulum is douchebag sheriff who just comes mm. in and says, "No, get out of my town. We we have gambling and and." tourism here <laughs> and then you've got on the other end of the pendulum is this dude who's like oh yeah i believe in all kinds of phenomena and all that but no this woman did it and yeah. he says i just feel like calm down paul calm down a bit take your time don't be so eager to just convict 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 um, See, I, I i genuinely like him throughout the episode i'm not saying i don't like him He's 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 a warm and kind of fuzzy detective. He's mm. like he's he's likable, but I I wouldn't trust him <laughs> to work my case. You would, yeah, okay, uh, that's fair enough. You know, if if I got accused of something, I'd be like, I want someone else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's not the guy I want. Uh, so, 
I'm pretty sure as well this is the guy who was in Ghost in the Machine back in season one. He played. Um, so there was a there was a government guy who was trying to get the the tech, mm-hmm. um, and he he pulls the gun on uh, Scully I think towards the end because it's like he yeah. doesn't want he doesn't want them to put the virus in or something. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the same actor. So, but, uh, <clears throat> so they go to see Marty. That's the the blind woman, and mm-hmm. she's got right off the bat. She's got an attitude. She's just oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I kind of like her. It's like it, it, it's just she's not out to make friends. She don't give a toss. She just wants to sit at home in a living room, listening to the TV, smoking her fags, not being bothered. Um, and it's like, okay, she's just yeah, she's 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 not out to make friends. Um, so they question her, but she's very evasive. And Mulder riles her up to the point that she literally just whacks a drink off the table. Uh, you can see Mulder here like, do, doing a lot of his profiling work. Yeah. She, he, he reads her, basically, um, mm-hmm. and just nails it. And, you, and that's why it riles her up, because literally everything mm-hmm. he's just said is probably right. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is that this this hard exterior she puts on, it's all just an act to to show people that she's independent, to show people that she doesn't need them, to show people yeah. that she can do things like without their help. So, um, And what does Mulder do? He instantly starts sympathising her, telling her that she's innocent, that he wants to help, <laughs> like all the things yeah. that she just does not want. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, like a, it's almost like a, a different kind of Mulder because he's tailoring his responses to the way yeah. that she is. Which yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the kind of interplay between the two of them. Yeah, not normally Mulder, Mulder can be quite douchey. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, we've we've seen that before, but but he's also very sensitive. Mm-hmm. He's he's usually quite. He's got a keen mind with regards to who is in the room, and how to go about dealing with them. Not always. Like he's you know there's there's times when he's a bit too insensitive and he gets a bit too Mulder. But for the most part, when when he's in profiler mindset. You can go into a room, read that room, and then go, okay, this is the approach I need to take with this one. So, um, but yeah, detective says guilty. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, she's guilty. She's she's our man. She's our woman. Uh, Mulder says she's just trying to show she's independent. Hmm. Uh, so they give her a lie detector test. And, yeah. you know, the history of lie detector tests on the X-Files has always, <laughs> always been interesting. No matter, I don't care where you are in your life or what you do, you know that they're just, they're not acceptable by law. <laughs> they're not really reliable, like anybody, because you've seen it that many times. That just, yeah, yeah. He just, he just, but it just texts me right back to Squeeze when uh, Eugene Toomes is taking the lie detector test and Mulder throws in the, the random ass question and the guy's like, I'd get a reaction from that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he's, he he says yeah. So he does his 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 old tombs trick and throws in some random mm. question, which is, "Did you see the murder?" <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, it's the the guy kind of throws out this ambiguous question, which mm. has a little flick in the needle. So again, you see Mulder working it out. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. I kind of like it. It's fun. 
yeah and he's kind of writing the question for the the examiner mm. and then uh marty's just like why don't you just ask me i can hear yeah. i can hear you writing it just just ask me yourself her answer to it's kind of funny as well because she's like did i see the murder well i can't actually see anything so i guess the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Scully and the detective go to the scene of the first murder and they find gloves after a call from Mulder. So Mulder basically just calls while they're looking around the place. He just calls to say, she got a reaction. (laughs) I threw in this question. She got a proper reaction. It's like, all right, I think we both know Mulder. That proves nothing at this point. (laughs) I also love the fact that the detective said, you know, look, we've, I've had a team of people. We've been over that room countless times, and Scully just walks in and goes, "Yeah, there." <laughs> oh man, she puts the I in FBI. Yeah. So um, it's at this point that um, Marty gets another vision. Mm. Uh, she so she's she's kind of she's on her way home. She's been released, and. Oh no! Sorry, not not at this point. Sorry, she gets another vision in the cell. She uses yes. a phone call, so she sees a woman in a bar being harassed by this guy, um, and she asks for her phone call. So she does a phone call. Um, she gives some kind of some flack to the copper. He's just like, it's <laughs> yeah. just kind of stood there. I'm blind that you're denying me my aid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So on your bike, mate, kind of thing. Um, so it's like every scene shows this woman's independence, shows yeah. that she's, yeah, she's she's got a keen mind. So, mm-hmm. um, so if she phones this bar, asks the barman to give the phone to this guy, and she says to him very directly, "Leave her alone. I'm watching you." Which proper freaks him out because now he's like, <laughs> "Holy crap!" <laughs> it's like, "Who's who's watching me?" Um, so Scully and the detective get back with the gloves. And <laughs> it's like a Cinderella moment. They they fit in the gloves onto her hand. It's like, see, yeah. they fit. It's like, <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> good. Like, it's like most pair of gloves would probably fit her. To be honest, it's like, yeah, <laughs> she's like a, a kind of a smallish woman. So like, mm, like yeah, yeah. So Mulder points out that Marty's pride for for not taking benefits. So he, he's done he's done some digging. Mm-hmm. She, she if she wanted to, she could reap the, the rewards of, of government benefits because of her, her disability. Mm-hmm. Um but she never has. She's she's fending for herself. She's like I say, she's still independent. And Mulder says she saw via a vision. So he's he's connecting the dots now. He thinks that she's seeing the killing um, in in her mind's eye, and Scully says maybe she can actually see. Um, so she comes up with this um, like a, a more of a psychological answer, maybe like a mm-hmm. traumatic kind of. She's got some kind of condition where, by all intents and purposes, she is blind psychologically, but f- physically, the parts do still work. So, uh, yeah, th- th- that's that. Uh, we go to the guy from the bar, 
Yeah. And he, he has a phone call with a dealer. So mm -hmm. basically, he so the person that he killed at the beginning, um, he took he stole drugs from that person. Yeah. And now, now he's trying to fence them, basically. Mm -hmm. What I kind of liked about this guy is he's not the usual X-Files villain. Like he doesn't have weird tics. He doesn't have some strange abilities. He's just a bad guy. Like just an everyday kind of guy who's just... He's just a dick. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So like, there's not, there's not, no standout like appearance things, no special abilities. He's just a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a thug, basically. Isn't he? He's, mm. he's getting by in life by just taking what he can when he can. Um, yeah. You got something I want? I'll, I'll take that. Thanks. Mm. So Marty has an eye test, uh, but there's no reading. The guy basically says, no, she she is blind until rather conveniently with regards oh, yeah. to timing. <laughs> it's like, thankfully, she was in that uh, machine at the time. Uh, suddenly, her, her pupils start dilating when um, when she has this vision. So the it's at that point that the, the district attorney comes in and says, look, kick her loose. Uh, not helped by the fact that Mulder says he doesn't believe that she did it. He doesn't believe she's guilty. So <laughs> you got the detective on one side going, no, 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 help me out here. Yeah. DA's like, look, unless you've got something concrete, you need to let her go. Mulder's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't believe she did it. <laughs> so it's like, right, let her go. Just release her. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a, he implies instead that she saw the murder in mm -hmm in her mind's eye so um which which is as another thing that kind of frustrates me a little bit about the detective is that at the beginning he was so eager to be all like yeah sixth sense kind of stuff you know he's like it's he seemed willing to look for other possibilities and now yeah. that Mulder's actually presenting one in which the fight the facts line up to mm. it better than his suggestion at any rate um, he's all like, no, she's guilty. Come on. <laughs> Throw the book at this woman. So, yeah, Marty leaves. Mulder mm -hmm. watches. Scully says Marty's blood may have been on the gloves because yeah. they've they've found two lots of blood on the gloves. So mm -hmm. uh, she says, let's let's get that tested. Thankfully, in, in like last week's episode, it's not. It's not oh, see, I was, I was gonna say, thankfully, it won't take six to eight weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get this to toxicology. Six to eight. Mm. Okay, so the vision leads a vision leads Marty to a second victim. Um, mm. So I, I love how she just starts shouting in the street, like, "Where's, where's this? I'm looking for such and such an alley." You know, and, and then she just runs across the road. Yeah. This guy directs her, gets her across the road safely, tells her where it is, and and then she's like, "Right, don't need you anymore. Sod off." <laughs> no, she asks, like, she's shouting in the street, "I need to get here," and and he's the only one that stops. Mm. And as soon as he stops and says, "Like four blocks down on your left or whatever," she mm. instantly just turns and walks in the road. Now, I I was like. Is she walking in the road to get to where she's going, or is this like a ploy to get the guy to pretty much take her there because she's putting herself in danger? I just see it. I just see it as her kind of not. She's not waiting for anything. She needs mm. to get there now. Um, mm. And if traffic has to stop for her, then it has to damn well stop for her. Because 
it, that's very much in her character, isn't it? But based on what we've seen, it's like, look, yeah. I'm going to go my own way. You, you better have to get out of my way. Or, you know. she, she, she also uses her blindness to her benefit when she can. Like, I need my phone call. I've got a disability and you're holding yeah. me back. Yeah, and yeah. in this way, she's like, if I walk out onto the road, I look as if I can't take care of myself. This guy is going to take me there. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just maybe there. Yeah, possibly. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't dismiss that at all. Yeah. So it's at this point that Marty's actions become even more confusing, which is that she turns herself in. Yeah. She says she did it and that she, she wants to confess to both murders. Hmm. So you're like, okay, this is bizarre. Because mm -hmm. like at the start, see what I thought it was, where I thought it was headed was that she, the, 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 there was someone else uh, that right. she cared about that she didn't want to, which in a way kind of is. But I felt like I, was it was. I thought it was a close relation to her hmm. that she was protecting. Yeah, they wanted them to stop doing what they were doing, but it was something she wanted to protect. Right. Okay. Yeah, which it, it it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. No. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so she turns herself in. Then Mulder interviews her, mm. and he confronts her with the truth. She refuses to retract her statement. Now, so yeah. He's he's like, look, and I, I know I know what's going on. You can see the killer in your mind. You can see what they're doing. Help us. We need you. We need you to help us catch yeah. this guy. Um, which is 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 very much in in keeping with what I think is the theme of the show, which is the you know the the, the independence of this woman, the fact that mm -hmm. she is her own person, and and actually we've it, it she's the only one who can help them. That's the thing. She's the one who has the disability. She's the one that's constantly in the dark, and yet she's the only one who can bring this thing to light. Mm. Um, they need her more than she needs them. So uh, we get another phone call with the killer and the dealer, and the dealer calls off the deal. Um, yeah. he's, he's basically, look, taking too much heat. Someone's Someone's informed us that we shouldn't be doing business with you. And he's mm. like, what? No, damn it! <laughs> yeah, he's not happy. Uh, no, that's all. So, detective seems chuffed because he's yeah. We got the confession. She's just, yeah. just like I was right. Um, says they have motive, uh, which is the drugs, uh, and that she's told them where they can find them. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, okay, yeah. Right, they go pick them up. And Mulder gets called skeptical, <laughs> which is just brilliant. Um, oh, and, man. And, and not only does he get called skeptical, he feels really insulted by this as well. <laughs> he mutters under his breath and he's like, yeah, yeah. skeptical. Yeah. <laughs> called lots of things, but yeah, never yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's just the way he walks off and he's like, oh, yeah, skeptical. <laughs> it's like it's like the worst thing you can mm -hmm. call him. Is this yeah. a... <laughs> I think that's why I like about it most that he was genuinely pissed off by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of um oh, it, it was either Clive Brookman mm. or it was it was one of the other uh 
Darren Morgan ones where the stupendous yappy. Yeah, it was it was Clyde Brookman because it's when he, he goes and he's there's been a murder and they go in there and, and they bring that psychic in, the stupendous yappy guy. And he looks at Mulder and he raises his eyebrow and he's like, he wants him out because he's like getting a bad energy off him because he says he just, he's he, a non-believer. He's, he's a non-believer and all that. Yeah, he's too sceptical. So it's like, they're like the two times in the show where Mulder's been called sceptical and he's just like, sceptical. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets, yeah. So Scully calls to say that the blood on the gloves wasn't Marty's. Um, as the yeah. police leave with the mm -hmm. case, the killer watches. So mm -hmm. the killer kind of is, yeah, presumably follows them. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like we've gone from one extreme to the other. We had, we had toxicology took six to eight weeks in the fifties. I feel like this time it, it's like really quick. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I know they can do it a lot quicker these days, yeah. but this quick, because this feels like it was done like in an afternoon. Like she sent them yeah. off. I, I don't know. I don't know the time scale of these things. I don't know yeah. the time scale of the episode. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't get hung up on it. Yeah. Well, I know. I know. In uh, in legal circles, they they have come up with the term the CSI effect which mm. is that juries now expect way too much from law enforcement because of the picture that's been built in the head about their yeah. capabilities through watching shows like CSI. So mm. um, <clears throat> Mulder speaks to Marty in her cell, mm -hmm. says the killer is the same man who killed her mother. Yeah, uh, they, they know this because of the blood, the toxicology from the glove. Uh, she's had a psychic link with him ever since always sees what he sees and so feels responsible um and, and that's when detective oh sorry i kind of i kind of like this sequence because i found it was quite funny when Mulder's telling her the story of her birth because mm. um, <laughs> you always get an idea of people with um like a visual impairment or something else where people are overly trying to help them you think they're incapable yeah. right? he's just like let me tell you about <laughs> your birth and the story that happened <laughs> yeah. was just yeah but he's not telling it her in that vein no he's no. he's telling it her as in to say i know i know what's happened like you can't hide it from me i know your story this mm. is your story so come on um but uh but yeah but there is that i do like the picture that it builds there that if she's seen through this guy's eyes for like 30 years whatever there is that thing where you take like we were talking um a couple of episodes ago we talked about the red and the black with mm -hmm. spender and how he was told something yeah for so long that he came to believe it um mm -hmm. you know don't be used that way and i feel like that's a kind of a theme that's carried over here um in in the sense that she hasn't just been told she's seen from a first-person kind of yeah, perspective. Yeah, this, this, this isn't something I picked up on until like a little bit later in the episode. Right, okay. Because I'm taking into it baggage of other movies I've seen where I'm yeah. thinking she's only seeing dangerous situations. Right, okay. And it's not until later on where I get the revelation yeah. that she's seen yeah. all the time. So just, yeah. you know, like because 
like I said at the start, I'm thinking the eyes of Laura Mars as soon as I go yeah. into it, yeah. where you see the killing happen. But other than that, everything's generally fine. Yeah. Which is what I was thinking here. Which the revelation is what makes this episode for me. Yeah, yeah, de definitely, definitely. So, um, <clears throat> so, uh, ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. yeah, Detective Pillock arrives to transfer Marty. Um, and as they're taking her out, she sees herself through her killer's eyes, which is such a great moment because it's mm -hmm. like the weight of that moment for her. That's the first time she's ever seen herself. Mm -hmm. She's seeing this complete stranger and having to get to grips with the fact that it's her. Mm -hmm. It'd be like, you'd almost be tempted to go, <laughs> like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> <Woo -hoo. laughs> it's never having seen yourself and then yeah and then slowly realizing that it's you in this situation like not like seeing it straight away and going well what is he seeing now yeah. and then oh that that's that's me yeah, yeah. it just it it just creates it just creates a visual that is very much it's not just a visual it's a psychological kind of it's, yeah, it's just really creative to, to get to that, to reach that point and go, oh, right, yeah. Um, like, I mean, we've seen similar stuff in Laura yeah. Mars, but it's it's all about how you use it. Like, it's not an original idea. The no, way in which no, they use, yeah, they use it in a really impactful way. Um, and and, and now, I think it's let me, Yeah, let me ask you this little detail. Do you not think it's weird that where they've got this transport from jail to prison the general public can just look on and see everything that's happening because you're just standing at the other side of a fence watching like a prisoner being escorted mm. like if there was some high profile person that like people with paparazzi with cameras could just be taking pictures of them being dragged away just... I suppose uh, but I mean but... it's not it doesn't impact the story whatsoever I just thought that just seems yeah but in in, in answer to that paparazzi do do that yeah I've, I've, yeah. I've we've seen on the news people getting loaded into vans uh, with bags over the head and stuff, it, it, you know. So, so I guess no is my answer to that one. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also as well, when she's getting put in the the van, like this is someone that just I know I understand she can't see and she's blind and all that, but she gets fixated on a point and and is almost reticent to look away from it. Mm. And nobody turns to like, go, oh, what's she, what's she looking at? Like yeah. I, I know, I just I just yeah. somebody else would have looked up and seen this. Yeah, guy. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't waste the episode, doesn't No, no, no. Just... I, I feel like, again, another answer that's not even necessary is that oftentimes people don't actually look at the person with the disability, hmm. <clears throat> which is something that can often piss people with the disability off. Uh, you know, you think about people in wheelchairs, oftentimes people don't actually look at them when they're talking to them. They look at the person they're stood with and things like that. Um, so I think they could miss something like that because... They're just not looking her in the face, I guess. Mm. But um, Mulder goes to see Marty in prison. This, this, it does seem to be like a never-ending sequence of scenes in which yeah. Mulder goes to see Marty in another cell of some mm. description. But uh, yeah, so Mulder goes to see Marty in prison. Says they're releasing her. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, the blood on the gloves belongs to a man named Charles Wesley Gotts. Because if if you've got a killer, you have to give them three names. Yes, that's, um, that's <laughs> so. Charles Wesley Gotts, his blood was on the gloves 
and blood tests prove he is her father. Mm -hmm. Which uh, it wasn't a surprise. No, no, not really. Kind of saw that on screen. Yeah. Yeah. So they ask for her help, but that's not the real twist, is it? I think. No. It's like it's, it's like a red herring twist. It's like, oh, we're going to be do an episode. It's all twisty and turny, and here's mm. the big obvious. It's Sixth Sense, basically. Yeah. It's it's Sixth Sense, and and I think that this yeah this was done before Sixth Sense. So it's that thing where you put a put a big twist in, and that's your big ending kind of thing. But then actually you've got another one. So like you yeah. know like you've got yeah, which is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mulder and Scully are about to go. Oh, hang on. Yeah, yeah, Mulder and Scully are about to go into the bar where Gots is going to be because they've asked for her help and she's apparently said yes. She's told them that Gots will be at this bar. Uh, and when Mulder has a realization, because hmm. uh, Scully, for some reason, Scully says like everything's changed or whatever. And then Mulder's like, oh, yeah, everything's changed. Everything's changed for Marty once Gotts was released from prison. So Gotts had been in prison for like most of Marty's life. Yeah. Um, she was used, she was used to seeing the same thing day in, day out for 30 years, which was yeah. these four walls of a cell. That was her, that was what Present she was going to Yeah. So like as soon as this guy was released, her entire world was opened up, which yeah. would be scary mm-hmm. really scary um so marty takes down pillock and waits for gots and then Mulder says if gots goes back to prison so does she yeah until now she's never had a choice mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's then that you realize okay so she's she's like I, i'd kind of sort of established at that point that, like, like before then, that, that she kind of always sees through his eyes. Um, and that was when Mulder kind of mentioned it in the in the cell earlier. But it hadn't hit me what the impact of that would be. Yeah. So, all right, yeah, so she always sees through his eyes. It's only now when he, he kind of clearly states that Gotts was in prison, which meant she was in prison always. She could That's all she could ever see. So yeah. as soon as he was released... It's like she, you know, she, she never had a choice in that. So, um, my my thing, the thing I was going through was like, is Mulder saying there that she doesn't want to go back to prison? Like she's she can finally see the world because he's out she, in it. So does yeah, does she, but but the, but this this it's, she doesn't want like he's not going to change. He's doing these yeah. criminal activities. So yeah. sooner or later, he is going to go back, and she's going to be stuck looking at these four walls. But at least taking him out of the picture means that she has the memories of the world that she's seen and is not trapped in that visual nightmare. Right. Okay. I so I you, think. Right. So you don't you don't think it's because she wanted to go back to prison? No. 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 Okay. If, if she wanted to go back to prison, she would just let the police capture him. Yeah. She. She. I think she. She had the freedom of the real world, but was yeah. visually locked. Yeah so, un, un, yeah, so until this guy started doing yeah. nefarious things, uh-huh. she was happy enough to just see through his eyes as he went around the world. and Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but but so, realised that when he was doing bad things, he had to be stopped. Yeah. And yeah. And, and the, the police were going to catch him at some yeah. point. And that's, and that's, 
that's why she that's was reluctant to hand him in, and that's why she yeah. kind of cleaned up. The she was, yeah, that, that yeah. that's what really cleaned up the bit at the start for me with why yeah. she was trying to clean up the blood and all that. Because she's want, yeah. she's probably had the gloves as well because she wants him yeah. to, to get away with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and because because the person that he'd killed was like a drug dealer. A drug dealer. Yeah. She kind of she she reasoned that away in her mind that okay, yeah. he's only killed a drug dealer. The moment he started going after women, that's when she's like. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so Gots goes into the apartment. She, he comes face to face with her. She's hiding behind a cabinet. She puts a gun right in his face, and then says, "I hate the way you see me," and then yep. poof, blows his head off. Great. Man. I <laughs> love this sequence because yeah. it, it draws out the attention of again. It's not original. Mm -hmm. I've seen it before. It plays out mostly how is expected. What I was really surprised with uh, is how she is so decisive. Yeah. You know, she has a plan. She sticks to it. She completes it. She doesn't pause, falter, or do anything. She she immediately shoots him in the head, which they never do. Mm. <laughs> they want to give some big grandiose speech about why yeah. they're going to do it. Yeah. And there's, there's always some time for them to kind of like end up getting in a struggle and then they lose the gun and then they're in danger. Yeah. It's like, no, she's just like, Hate the way you see me. Bang. Yep. Bang. Yep. So Mulder and Scully arrive as Pillock arrests Marty. Um, and he's all like, she did this one. <laughs> it's like he just he just wants to arrest this woman. He's just, yeah. he's just happy either way. It doesn't matter that she's taken down this killer. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, man. So <laughs> final time, Mulder goes to see Marty in her cell. <laughs> yeah. So she said she talks about how she's been to see the sea, not physically, but like through the eyes mm -hmm. of her dad. Um, and Mulder's like, "Good job he wasn't a fan of the ice capades." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always has to crack yeah. a joke. <clears throat> but yeah, they they have a nice little handhold. There's a yes, clearly a mutual respect there, a connection between mm -hmm. the two, which is quite nice. And uh, and yeah, they just say goodbye, and it's just this. This notion that actually, yeah, she's she's still got those memories, mm -hmm. but she's willing to go to prison. Um, I I love the idea. It's it's this that captured my imagination. Mm. Of she would she would rather be incarcerated in a cell mm. and not be able to see it than be out in the real world and be yeah. visually trapped within a cell. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like that yeah. that. That's what made me go. This is a great episode. I love the idea of that. That just, just and, the whole. and it really shows the heroism of this mm. woman because she's she's not she's not just taking out a killer, she's taking out a freedom. She's and not just a physical freedom, like even people who go to prison for things they believe, they can mm. still see, they still get to read yeah. while they're in prison. They can still watch TV. They can still go to the, use the gym and and see people and speak with people. She's literally, she's losing all her freedom here because mm -hmm. she's. But, but throughout the episode, for me, the whole episode is it's it's a woman with a disability taking control of that disability and control of her life. Now it's a disability that nobody mm -hmm. knows that she has because yeah. it's not just about being blind; it's about the visions and yeah. how she deals with that. And, and she ends up in a. <laughs> it's weird to say she ends up in a much better place at the end of this <laughs> for, for her she, she yeah. really does 
yes you know all the choices are her own and she's yeah happy yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and to wrap up for this one yeah go on Jonathan, first uh, yeah when this one started I, I i i wasn't sure because well tomlin great or tomlinson is it i think it's tomlin um either way i i thought big name actress it's but in a very conventional plot and sometimes you get that you know sometimes you get a big name actor in a plot that's not standoutish um but she does some great work here showing the kind of nature of this person with a strong personality who's very capable i love that interplay with Mulder, and, and again for the second episode scully's almost um well, she's mm. not even secondary. She's yeah. she's <laughs> relegated to just being a bit part here. And I, yeah. again, it doesn't it doesn't make a difference to me. Um, I I really enjoyed Mind's Eye, and it was the revelation at the end. And thinking back to it, and and the idea that it left me with really mm. kind of stuck with me. So again, everything about this episode for me was good, but the ending made it better for me. And I think I'm going to go for a a four point five. Wow. Again. Okay. <clears throat> it's not but it's not I don't feel like it's it, it's all down to that ending and the ideas that the episode has that play in my mind that, that I like that makes me want to put yeah. it as high as that I don't yeah. it's weird because I don't feel it's a 4.5 episode but my yeah. perception it's, it's of like, it yeah it's like the, the objective and the subjective thing isn't it? it's like like yeah. I like talking about it and, and, and the intricacies of it and the character play I think it's a particularly well-written character mm. a strong character and then when you throw mm. a, an actor of tomlin's caliber at it it means you can do a lot with it um and just that relationship that b- builds between her and Mulder, i, I really like it's so like from an and the twists and the turns you know some obvious but intentionally mm. so i think to it to a degree and then others like not so much and and just the way it makes you think about being a blind person like there's yeah. so many TV shows and, and movies where they have a blind character and and there are certain like stereotypical ways that they go about doing things and it doesn't necessarily necessarily put you into the world of that character, whereas this does it in a way that like it just it makes you appreciate and think about the world that a blind person lives in, you know yeah. the, the perspective that they have to have on the world. It just it makes you think about all that and what's tied up in it, um, and what would what it would actually mean to be given sight, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 what it would mean if <laughs> to be given sight, and and then you see some heinous things. It's just there's a lot wrapped up in it, where you come away from it thinking about it, and it's like it kind of it stays in the mind because of that. Mm-hmm. Like as I'm watching it, I'm kind of like it's a good episode. I don't feel like it's a gr- a great episode. But it yeah. is a really good episode. Mm-hmm. But it but it is one that objectively, from a technical standpoint and everything involved, I'm like, it, it, I can't really fault it that much. Uh, but for me, I'm going to err more on the side of my subjective feelings. I'm going to go with a four. Mm-hmm. Still right. a really great episode. Yeah. You know, like in any other season, a four is like it's it's a very good episode. It's 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 just yeah. Um, I I think see. <laughs> Having just watched it, if I went back and watched it again, I think I would take more out of it. Knowing mm. where the story goes and what her situation is, watching it yeah. from the start, I think I would get a lot more. Yeah. All right. So, 
Anyway, tell me a little bit about uh, All Souls. All Souls. So this is this like this stars one of the Ginger Snaps sisters, Emily Perkins. Right. Okay. So not Ginger, but the other one. Um, I can't remember. If, I think Catherine Isabel has been in it this season, hasn't she? So she was in Shizogeny, the one with the uh, where the guy cuts the the head off the, <laughs> at the end. It's just like randomly pops up. It was a really forgettable one um, with the trees, killer trees or something. The, the ground, the ground yeah, going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think wasn't she the in father that in one? the basement? Yeah, <laughs> I think she might have been. Yeah, I think Catherine Isabella was in that one, um, yeah. and then the other Ginger Snaps girl is in this one, um, okay. and then. At the end of the season, we get their, the, the Ginger, Ginger Snap sister's mother, Mimi Rogers, in Mimi it. Rogers. It's literally the, the whole cast of Ginger Snaps is in this season of The X-Files. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay. So Emily Perkins is in it, and that's all I can remember. <laughs> I can okay. literally I, – I re- no, I tell a lie. I remember there's a thunderstorm, there's a woman – She's holding her hands up to the heavens. It looks like she's in a prayer kind of mold. And I think her eyes have burned, been burnt out of the sockets. Okay. That's all I remember from it. Honestly, couldn't tell you anything else about it. Been a long time since I've seen this one. We're definitely well, getting good. into Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we're getting into the, the, the city episodes that you don't remember as much or you haven't yeah, seen as cause, much? Because so back in my, when I was in full X-Files, like fandom, yeah, I, season one to five was was they were the seasons I'd watched, and then the movie mm. came out, and I just watched that like constantly. Season six onwards, that's when it really starts to get a bit sketchy for me. There's some episodes from season six mm. onwards where I've only seen like maybe two or three times, and that was way back when they came out. So, yeah, uh-huh. um, it's getting interesting. It's getting interesting, um, yeah, yeah. So we appreciate you watching or listening to us. If it's on a podcast, then please like a review because it really helps people discover it. If it's on the YouTube channel, don't forget to like, leave a little comment, and uh, one of us will get back to you at some point. And we will see you next week for All Souls. You've been listening to The X-Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one.